0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Kyle. Brent took his shirt off right before this started.
1: That's awfully hot. Not going to lie. But with that,
2: I'm Nick. And uh, sleeping is, in fact, an art. Man, I feel like I just got ratted out on. Uh, but I'm Brent without a shirt on. And is it ever going to rain? Seriously?
0: <laughs> and this is, if I may, episode 12. Let's go. Brent, we well, got some Zara be news. Yeah. Zarbus
2: News? Zarbus oh. News. Wait. It, it, you live in Seattle. Doesn't it rain all the time there? It never rains. Well, maybe. I don't know. So in the summertime, supposedly, and I didn't know this going in, it doesn't rain in the summer. It rains the rest of the year, like all the time. In the summer, it doesn't. And lights are like, it's awesome. But personally, I'm sick of looking at all this brown Grass with air quotes in there, because it's just dead grass. And it's like, I'm, I'm sick of it. Give me some rain. Let's get some green going. Isn't
0: that like Seattle's thing about the whole rain thing?
2: Only in the winter time, I guess. It's like miserable, rainy winters and hot summers. And I actually, I think this summer has been warmer than most summers are supposed to be. We've had a lot of days where we've gone over 90, which... It's not a very humid ninety, so it's kind of bearable. Like you can be in the shade and feel okay, but still, it's ninety degrees. If you're in the sun for any given amount of time, you will turn into like a potato chip.
0: If I may, that's something I've definitely learned in Colorado too. Is like the the ninety isn't that bad, but like there's a huge difference between shade and sunlight. I feel like the sun in the drier climate just radiates you way more.
1: Do you do you yeah. feel like Mario on the desert on the desert levels when the sun comes up you gotta run and
2: hide oh easily easily and, and I think the thing too is you know you can hide in the shade at least because it's not humid, so it's not like the water or in the air is surrounding you you know the air isn't killing you but when you're on that sun and you stay out there like the sun is worse than if it wasn't humid it's Record. weird. Record fires in California, right, for how big they are. Yeah, I mean, there's brush – you hear on the radio, like, this road's slowed down or almost stopped because there's a brush fire on the side of the road. It's like, oh, boy. like. But seeing how dry it is, like, I'm not surprised that that's happening, that there's all these fires all over the place because – suppose all it takes is like a lit cigarette to
1: just hit the grass, right? And yep. someone throws yep. it out and you're good to go. All right. Sorry. Uh, that was a complete tangent on my part because I was confused because I thought Seattle was rainy. Uh, continue. So Zyrabos
2: News. Oh, uh, Zyrabos News. Uh, we put up some new videos. Uh, Kyle was showing a little bit of his hedgehog and what it does at night. Um not much, from what I can tell. No, but not, maybe not it was too just much. a Bad night.
0: I, I did timestamp the uh, two times they did come out at the bottom, so check out the description. That way, you can jump to uh, the fun part.
2: I was slightly disappointed about it, but the fun part is worth it. So check that out. Um, Kyle, you also were solving. What were we solving this week again?
0: Oh, uh, this week. Uh, last week was a, de- a wall-mounted desk organizer. This week, I'm going to uh, attach some clips to my uh, mic stand here, so that way my mic cord isn't just flopping all over the place whenever I try to move my mic boom around.
2: Considering that right before this episode started, my mic was popped off because it wasn't clipped in. That is definitely a problem. I I agree with that. And um, I started, um, I'm going to try this out. We'll see. It's of course I always start projects when it gets the most busy, but um, kind of a nature news update of the week posted it on Twitter um, see, She will find it. Um, but basically going over some of what I think are the top nature news stories of the week um, in like five minutes. So you can check that out. Uh, Nick, you want to talk, tell us a little bit about your blog post you wrote this week? Uh,
1: blog post needs to be edited, number one, uh, just because I forgot to include the data. My bad. Uh, I don't like being assigned homework, so um, <laughs> that's <been> me <compelling. laughs> But uh, other than that, uh, the blog post was a... A follow-up item related to the uh, second podcast, third podcast, I don't know. Second Um, podcast. Second podcast, one of the podcasts back in the day. Uh, We'll pretend it was that long ago. Um, With respect to the the wedding list, the guest list, and we're putting together a guest list and we're referencing material from my uh, fiancé's wife's wedding. We're referencing material from my sister's wedding. And you're asking for what should be, in my mind, relatively simple data. You know, who lives where, who did you all invite, how many people, um, you know, all these little things that should be tracked in my mind. And you find out really, really quickly that a lot of people don't have an elaborate, well put together plan or or
2: management of the data. Um, If I may, if I may, you better not be talking about my wedding where you're getting some of this data from. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> the at any rate, um,
1: Are you? At any rate, the, the data we received is, is not complete. And, and you tend to realize that, in general, not speaking about anyone's wedding in particular, <laughs> um, that uh, people manage to make their weddings work through uh, a Herculean effort at the last second, a hodgepodge of information to that is, is not reliable. And, and yeah, a, a whole lot of luck with respect to getting people in the right place at the right time. and. Um, I don't think any of my family listened to this in, uh, in too direct detail, but at my uh, sister's wedding, there's a bit of a fiasco, um, with, uh, the, the save the date invites and, uh, and who was actually invited to the wedding and, uh, a did not match B. So, um, there was a problem. And, um, you know, th- that was horribly embarrassing for, uh, members of my family, uh, as well as the bride and the groom, I assume. But, um, you know, you, you have to, to manage all this data and you need to figure out how to, to do that. And, you know, my spreadsheet's my first crack at organizing the information because a lot of what I do in my professional career is taking information and data points and organizing it in a way that that makes sense so that uh, at any given point, the CEO or the VP of knows what can walk over to me and say, hey, Nick, I really need to know, um, you know, what is the average cost of this? Or how, how are the sales going? Or what's our current inventory? If, if, if we have a, a deal on the table right now to sell 8,000 extra units, can we provide that? Um, and if you don't have systems of managing your data that are efficient and effective, um, you know, it takes a lot of time to do that kind of analysis. But if the data is managed appropriately and you have it all in one place hopefully in some way shape or form uh, i will i will confidently state that i mean we can even try this at a later podcast once i'm i'm married and you know all that important stuff is out of the way i would be more than more than delighted to have my <laughs> more, information sorry, in front of me more than delighted and more than delighted <laughs> yes i am the one who tickle gets delighted me, tickle, <laughs> tickle pink <laughs> if you will To uh, have my data set in front of me and have you guys just throw random questions at me with respect to how many people were invited, how many people attended, how many actual invites were sent out, how many people said yes. Um, I I should be able to answer almost any reasonable quote-unquote question (laughs) that you would expect to know for a wedding. Um, I should be able to answer any and all of those questions within two to three minutes at most if I have to really pivot and manipulate the data. Um, But uh, that would be a fun exercise potentially uh, and an incentive for me to do a very good job with it. But
2: I, I, so so if if I I may, if I may, if I may, I have a, you just put a a mental image in my mind of, of tickled pink. pink, I'm sorry. (laughs) The the pastor priest is asking you to, uh, will you take uh, this woman to be your wife? And I can see you saying, "Wait one second! I'm just doing a quick head count. Everyone said it. Stay seated. Let me finish this as you collect your data to compare with your initial estimates. Is that how this is gonna go? You're oh, gonna definitely. have like your little pen and paper out." And uh, I, I'm in the new new world, Brent. We
1: don't have uh, pen and paper. We have uh, tablets to maintain oh. these data. Um, no, but it'll be it'll be kind of cool. And then um, the data that I supplied initially. Um,
2: I, How I many cousins do you have? Because you one need one ushers course.
0: and data collectors. Oh,
2: that's what the... <laughs> that's, yeah. The ring bear is actually like the ring, like, recorder. <laughs> <laughs> the royal recorder. I mean, you have um, people standing yeah. up in your wedding, and no, you, you have to get the
0: ushers, and then past that, yeah, ring bear, and then you're going to have to hire a lot more people to collect all this data.
2: Someone's in there with, like, a little clicker that they're just, like, stamping every time someone walks through the door. Get the exactly. count. Exactly.
0: This
1: many people no, that's, are that's black not reliable shoes. enough. This many people are not reliable brown enough shoes. because there's going to be multiple doors potentially. You could come in the same door twice and yeah. uh, just yeah. circle around and throw off all of our counts. It wouldn't be good. There but be uh, No chicken breast left uncounted. At any rate, if I may, um, the, the updated blog post will have the columns that I have so far. And just because it is comical in my mind, I think the last two columns were like, what's your favorite color and what's. Uh, um, your like favorite number or something just because I felt like I had already added so many columns. So I don't intend to have those filled out. I think for the updated blog post, I'll have a, uh, a spoof information. I think the list of personnel that I included uh, for the spoof version will be John Smith will be marrying Pocahontas and uh, uh, the pair are... True story. Uh, oh, let's see, check my columns here. Uh the parents are Barbie and Ken, and there's a cousin G.I. Um, um, Joe, and a coworker, Ash. So I filled out the data points so him. you can see here's just a column. Here's the name description, classification, uh primary contact. So um all Ash
2: wanna do is be the very best.
1: Yes. The best I ever was. Yes, you did to get catch that, to that was well, his done. real task. Oh, but um, is his cause. I have all the all this information that I'm just also enjoying filling out the address and email. Uh, information at this point so uh right now gi joe lives on one two three street lane in townsville missouri uh, area code one two three four five email don't email me <laughs> for reals dot seriously um favorite color 69. is tangerine orange and the favorite number is six uh then there's ash who's a co-worker uh primary contact is pocahontas because it's pocahontas's co-worker Um, part of the wedding party is an invite leader because it's just Ash being invited Um, you have Ash as a medium probability as a co-worker however Ash is a B-list individual in my blog post I touched on the potentially very uh, touchy subject of the B-list and uh, I want everyone to know that of course you are all on the A-list in my mind but um, if you're not invited you know you weren't on the A-list if a co-worker doesn't get an invite or if a co-worker does get an invite and grandma doesn't uh, someone's going to get pissed so um the b I list is off. real and i i i am one who's who's certainly been on the b list and been invited and also not been invited it's it's part of life i mean it's like hey, i know are you expensive. were invited
0: but you were on the b list it's so, like oh so oh, it was a consideration just not the-
1: <laughs> just tell them that the invite oh, some at any rate uh just the other share that's kind of funny is uh yes ash lives on 456 lane street in Citystown,
2: arizona and oh uh, his email Palin, is why are you reading I. this at seriously.wow so, so this reminds please. me this reminds me of something I occasionally do um, we have a friend that works as a graduate student um, working towards a PhD and we found out we have uh, my wife and I found places. out one day that this friend has a, a website kind of an academic personal website and on this website there is a like a contact sheet that goes directly to like their work email or school email. So whenever I want to get in contact with this friend, instead of like texting or calling, I'll go on to this like contact sheet and send them some like goofy email from an anonymous source. Like I think I did one of they're talking about how they keep getting asked to do like peer reviews for other people that they've never met. So I was like, I am person from japan like i will i want peer review like peer review my paper and just completely random but it's just really it was, it's very fun to mess with people when they have like personal contact like in, i don't know random side ignore that it was a better story if you were there or did it but like putting in those random emails reminded me of that of like they get this email it's from like your professor and it's like, well, it's not from your professor, it's from me. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> anyway, Kyle, what's going on with you? I guess. It's I a mean, good story. It's a good story. It's basically trolling people on the internet. Whatever. Nobody cares about that. trolling. Man, so like rules. I think you just got trolled while telling a trolling story. I guess so. It was, it's funny. It's funny if you do it, but maybe not to that person. I don't know. So the I'm Habitat house I was
0: helping with last weekend went pretty well. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So uh, we didn't end you up built actually the building. the house,
2: it's done. What? It's done? You built it?
0: Yeah, pretty much. You're an engineer. No, it wasn't. It, we weren't in the house building phase. So they just poured in the like, uh, found foundation. And they got this big, like, uh, like a, uh, uh, truck, container I forgot what they're called like the, the box containers and they had that delivered on the site and basically we were in charge they had like a ton of tools some shelving units and then a bunch of wood for making shelves and tables and benches and whatnot we basically had to outfit this uh, uh shipping container with all the stuff they need in order to make it basically like the hub of the operation of putting up the house so not not too not too much house work per se but it was a lot of good prep work. And honestly, like they were, it was kind of funny because the guys after I was in, I was on the group that was in charge of making a a workbench that would fit all the blueprints for the house, and uh, the guy we were working with it was me. We're all in engineers, but the the guy that was kind of leading us, we we were kind of like you could he could tell he was like okay these guys are getting it, and then when we we're grabbing the drill and just like starting to drill stuff together, he's like, where are you guys from, or what kind of company are you guys working for, we're like. Uh, engineering firms like that explains a lot we're gonna have a good day and we actually ended like two hours earlier than what like we ran out of work it was kind of funny because at the end i was like uh house isn't up yet we're still here we got two hours left
2: yeah why send us home
0: (laughs) you mean you ran out of work
2: let me build stuff
0: yeah but apparently they they'll a lot of times have other businesses come in that are bankers or whatever and they've just they've never had the tool experience or anything like that so they're like oh go grab a wrench and what's a wrench and, but so they're used to working with that level of people and so they are very happy to have a group of engineers come in
2: well it makes it take longer too because you have to dumb stuff down
0: yes and make sure they're safe that's the biggest thing is using power tools and whatnot can't have people that don't know what they're doing at least not supervised or you know being coached
2: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Have you had that problem, Nick, of being unsafe while you've been like building your house, or not building, fixing, fixing, updating, whatever you're doing with your house? <laughs> house stuff. Um, he has a house. Safe. I. What's would the sketchiest say... thing?
0: Like you leaning over something, trying to cut something else, or you know
2: ladders? It's got to be a ladder. It's
0: I can see him going
2: the top.
1: Sketchiest oh, well. we had. Have- so far was my future father-in-law had to cut a limb off of a tree with a chainsaw at the end of a pole, which is fine. It's built for that. It's, <laughs> it's, it's whatever. I've seen that. Was, I've seen that. However,
2: it's, it's however
1: um, we had to have him on the top of a ladder. We had to have my future wife holding the ladder. And then we had an extension cord wrapped around the branch that was going to be cut down and fall and we had me holding the extension cord making sure I was holding like crazy to ensure that the limb does not fall and hit the house or break a window and that it falls in the direction we want it and not on top of my future father-in-law
2: Did you use a rope for that?
1: We didn't have a rope we had a long extension cord (laughs) Fair enough so, it's a little thinner gauge than that's that. been the arguably the least safe. Um, on the edge of the roof before we did the, the extension cord uh setup, we had uh, yeah, father in law again using the chainsaw and me holding on to him uh to make sure he doesn't fall off the roof, and that got a bit aggressive uh, in a couple places, but um, so that was the most basically the entire time aspect. was you
0: trying to make sure your father in law didn't die.
1: Uh, essentially yes Uh, he did a great job Uh, and he's he's very safety conscious and uh, a lighter man than myself so I can certainly you know just hold on to him if he were to stumble at all but um, certainly a little bit tricky with the leaves being up on the roof it was later in the day than we would have liked so the roof was very hot uh, with the Sun and the weather so um, that was probably the most precarious but no injuries no issues uh, even re- even returned the extension cord to the neighbors who lent it to us because uh, we didn't want to go buy a rope at Home Depot because takes.
0: Half oh, an so hour you stressed the I crap out of somebody else's back. extension cord.
1: Uh, yeah, I guess he's like a contractor or something, and his company can't use it because it doesn't have a ground. Um, uh, so without having that third prong for the ground, they actually can't like risk using that extension cord. So it's just an sense. extra one they had because so we a asked him liability
0: for, a for their company.
1: Yeah, so. Um, That's been the most dangerous. Other than that, um, we hired an electrician to replace the panel that got done uh, this week, but uh, that would have been dangerous with the electrical work. But no, nothing, nothing horribly dangerous in that aspect. Um, I had to get everything down from up in the rafters in the garage. It was kind of a mystery box of what I was going to find, but most of it just turned out to be of course garbage that was left behind boxes and uh, an old christmas tree uh, artificial that i could have potentially kept but just the idea of it was not uh, super appealing so plus I, I always go home for christmas anyway so it's not like we need a christmas tree until
0: You should have looked though the old like tinsel trees are apparently super valuable right now
1: tinsel trees
0: like they're they're made out like um Oh, it's one of the old school types, like one of the very first kinds of uh, artificial ones. trees.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah. Apparently no, my I, grandma I, I, used to have one. Right. Apparently when she moved, they sold it and it was actually a decent chunk of change.
1: I believe it. Bad. But no, no th- no major dangers. The, the, the good thing was um, I knew how to move everything out of the house because I moved it in. Uh, my desk I'm actually sitting at right now was the only casualty and we knew it would be because it's a giant honking piece of you know what um that you had to take a leg off of to get it out of the other house uh came much more easily into this house but um i need to put an additional screw or two into it and make sure it doesn't fall and bust my computer um but I wanted to build a desk at some point in the future anyway. Didn't get to do the epoxying the garage like I'd wanted to um, just because the electrical stuff started this week and last week I was moving. Um, Megan's been working, so it's been uh, me primarily doing all of the organization, all of the cleaning, all of the putting everything away. And now she's still trying to figure out where all of our stuff is, and so am I, frankly. I mean, there's items that you just haven't found, which is part of moving. But um, no, so as far as the safety aspect goes, nothing nothing horrible um just yeah the, the, anytime you're dealing with a chainsaw that can always go very poorly very quickly but having it at the end of a pole is probably safer than being right next to it in case the chain comes off or something crazy I actually got to get mine repaired my mine's leaking gas so
2: oh boy so you've, you've been you've been besides moving what have you what else you've been up to i mean it does sound like you're working no no i'm <laughs>
1: not working and uh, thus my believing that sleeping in is an art in uh, you know when you're in your teenage years, you're able to sleep until mm-hmm. one or two. Oh um,
0: yeah
1: and just I, I, I miss that and you know having Four these years. two weeks off, I've tried to tried to do some sleeping and I haven't been able to sleep in that late, which is you know maybe for the best, but I've made up for it by uh, taking some naps, although with the electrician oh. coming in at uh, 8 a.m that kind of screwed up my sleep cycle earlier this week. But, uh, oh, man, nap. yeah, I've been trying to get in some naps and get in some, some good sleep. And, uh, with the spare time when I need a break from moving and cleaning and organizing, uh, I've, I've, uh, recently picked up uh, Rome Total War two, which, uh, is a game I used to play when I was much younger with a neighbor of mine. Um, we would play Rome Total War and, uh, the premise of the game, if you're not familiar is you are a, a culture or a, uh, uh, i guess rome you Greece, are our culture
2: you, you, you are
1: a society yes that was the word i was looking for with respect to um you control everything that happens you you, ha- you are a royal family of sorts uh, and you have your branches of the family that serve as your generals um, and you have you, you manage the city your tax rates um your population different decisions you make within the cities, increase population, um, you know, manage the unrest. If you up the taxes, you get more money to build more things. Like However, the population thing, doesn't grow. If like you need to build a military um, that draws well, from your population. Like the sense. Um, in a sense, it's it's very detailed. Uh, very complex, but also a great like war and battle simulator. Um, so there's like the overall management of your your society and your your group. You can be Rome, you can be Greece, you can be Gaul, you can be Britain, you can be um, Carthage, you can be anyone from that time period. Like I say, and if I may, start it's kind
0: of like uh, if you take the, a battle simulator and add it onto like Civilization, like Civ Five yes. with a battle simulator. Basically, you have to imagine that whole economy, and whenever you do battle. I mean, you could have one group stronger than the other, which is a realistic scenario, and then you actually control that entire battle. So you can win out some battles by tactics or positioning.
2: Correct. So So it's not civilization, it's different than civilization.
0: It has a civilization-esque aspect.
2: Okay, because I've played Civilization, I don't think I've played Total War, though.
1: Yeah, so anyway, I used to play that with my neighbor, and uh, we would make our own two two-person version, because it was really a one-player game. Um, and I've, I've started to pick that up, and that's that's a walk down memory lane with nostalgia, sleeping in way too late, playing some Rome Total War. Um, and then the other game I, I played recently, it was on Steam or whatever, I guess Age of Empires was going to have a new version come out, and I tried to play that, and I've played StarCraft 2 and uh, all the updated you know those styles of games, and uh, I think it was the three of us correct that uh, played Age of Empires and tried to See how that would go. And well bad. (laughs) I'm not gonna not gonna disagree with that, unfortunately. I I, I know (laughs) I
0: was not the weak link. uh,
2: again, not (laughs) disagreeing. And Nick was Nick maybe might have been. The just the the, how the game flowed.
1: I mean, it was updated with how fast it went with our computers and the technology. However, the the movement of the units and how old everything was uh, clearly showed uh, having played so many more games recently that have the updated software and the updated AI and everything else with that. But it was it was a nice trip down memory lane and I'm, I'm hoping that Age of Empires 3 comes out and is is worth playing. Um, if I may, I'd like to there's it actually
0: kind of a fun fact is that older uh, computer games, a lot of times the timing in the game was based off of how fast the computer is that it was going to be running on. So basically it knew how fast the computer was going to process the code and it used that as like the timing of how you see stuff on the screen. So uh, what happened is computers got faster and so when you play that same game, it literally just plays super fast. So when they had to do, uh, when they wanted to have those games ported over to the newer systems, that's where the virtual DOS machines and whatnot come into play where it actually simulates the correct clock speed of the computer back in the day because nowadays it would just be impossible to play because of how fast it is. That's a yeah, fun that's
2: fact. I've never learned
1: that.
0: Hmm. Well,
1: yeah, with uh, playing some of the old games in my free time and sleeping in until 10 or you know whatever, uh, that's kind of what I've been up to. I have to... Uh, make one or two more runs between now and the end of the month uh, back to the other house to just get uh, a few more things um, that are you know, weren't picked up with the van just because we, we filled the van uh, with stuff So, um, or the truck from U-Haul what have you but uh, yeah, right now I'm, I'm laying low I'm uh, looking to go to the beach uh, in the next two days probably and uh, enjoy some vacation time and but, uh, don't what, yourself I, what's that? You're in Minnesota. What, what beach are you? <laughs> yeah,
0: that's about? a good point.
1: Lakes, lakes have beaches, boys.
2: Yes, uh, <laughs> <literally. So> I'm <laughs> on the ocean, like beach.
1: 10,000 lakes, uh, and lakes have beaches. Not sure if you're aware. So um, that's
2: you're right, you're right,
1: yes, so I will be going to a beach. good luck finding what well, one uh in the near future, and then I have my parents coming um on this weekend, Friday, night late, probably, so um we'll have them here uh they'll check out the house. I don't think we have any major projects for them to work on, which is kind of the point um and you know, probably go for a bike ride, lay low, hang out, and a lot of wedding planning i'm guessing discussion about that we've you guys know had, when? uh um we know june of next year and we're we're honing in on a final date um and we're also honing in on probably the last two venues uh this is not the place to announce either of those however so
2: can't do it
0: no that's fair i was just wondering
2: but you can do it you have it you just can't do it Oh, I have the capability, certainly. But Yes. Um, that's big news. That's 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 an update
1: right there. That's not an update. That's nothing. That's me saying at some point
0: I'll be able to What talk. an update. <laughs> what <laughs> that was, was a update, great update, Nick. Great that was not idea, an update. speaking of great Nick updates. My fault. Uh Nick, last week you kinda of led off with something about DMV, DMV being a pleasant experience. But never. Yeah, what is the? I I need to know because Zootopia has the best representation of DMV I've ever seen.
1: It it clearly does. Uh, Flash was working at uh, this DMV in full flash form, driving the Ferrari. But um, no. Uh, yeah, we we ran out of time last time, and my my DMV experience was was very pleasant. Now I'm hoping I get my updated license in the mail shortly. Um, but yeah, I went in to get my license updated. Now, part of it may be the, the time of day because I'm uh, you know, a slacker and have no job at this point. Um, <laughs> I, I, I went in at like 1030 or something, which I hoped would be a, enough of a gap between when the people first show up at 8 a.m. and people try and squeeze in a lunchtime or something like that. But yeah, roughly uh, 1030 on a Tuesday. And uh, there was one person in front of me for the uh, ticket number. And, uh, I was in, I was out real quick and easy, had everything filled out and, uh, hopefully I'll have my updated license, uh, very shortly. So nice. Congratulations. Positive DMV experience. Who knew? Rare. It
2: happens. Nice thing about Wisconsin. It does is, exist.
0: In Wisconsin, you can do the, uh, license plate renewal online now. That's super nice. I don't know. I'll have to see if Colorado has the same thing when I have to switch plates there. Good luck right? Juliana, apparently, uh, she had to go to like, one DMV place to do her license and another DMV place to do her plates. So it's like, oh, God.
2: Yes, they are separate.
1: That's same in Washington. I was, I was horribly nervous when I first moved to uh, Minnesota to get my license transferred over. Not because I have anything to hide or anything to worry about necessarily, but in Wisconsin, I have my motorcycle license. Well, in order to uh, keep that in Minnesota, I still had to take their their written test. And I haven't, I mean, I, I had sold my motorcycle before I moved over there. Um, well, no, it was after I moved over, but I hadn't ridden my motorcycle in a while. And I certainly didn't know what Minnesota's you know special rules were by any means. So I had to go, when I got my license, I had to go take the uh, motorcycle test again. And uh, that was, that was nerve wracking. I, I didn't necessarily care if I got it. Like if I didn't get it, I wasn't going to be, you know, super pissed or anything, but if I could, Keep it. You, you might as well. I mean, no harm in trying for it. So I did, and I ended up passing. But uh, some of the questions, just it's it's so city focused. Which I don't it remember be. this. I mean, what's
0: that? It's like when you took the class yeah, the first time or whatever. Oh, like, yeah. I don't remember oh, yeah. this. Well, oh,
1: yeah, and it's it's so focused on city driving in in Minneapolis and in in Minnesota in general um, that yeah, you're you're trying to figure out okay, country road, it's this. A city road with no science. It's this, it's, you know, how far do you keep back from traffic? And it's like common sense dictates you, you give enough room so you can stop. But when they're asking on the test and they say 10 feet, 20 feet and 30 feet, what, what the hell is the answer? I mean, 10 feet's probably a little short, 20 feet. No, you're probably good. But if you're the government, you want everyone to be overly safe. So what, 30 feet? No, 30 feet's too far. 20 feet was the right answer. Like, Hell, I, I, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I have yeah, no clue. So, like, so <laughs> you, you, have to guess, you know, I, I am a huge fan of in high school. I had a, a, a teacher who touched on uh, test taking strategies. Um, you know, it seems, you know, it's really simplistic when you think about it, but it was, it was, it's, it's fully applicable in a lot of ways of life. If the way tests are created and how they're, how they ask the questions and how they present the answers, especially in a multiple choice situation, um, I always kind of fall back on that and a lot of it seems, you know, super logical, but generally if one of the answers is super long, it's probably the right answer. Um, generally if all of um, the above,
0: yep, all of the above
1: yeah. is an available answer, typically that's, that's the right answer. But, um, without going into too much detail cause I could talk about that, maybe I should make that a, a separate discussion point at some point. Um, my cousin who is a, a doctor now took her, um, you know, medical, and maybe Brent, you can, uh, you know, connect with this. She took her medical tests to hunting camp one year and she's reading through the questions and just freaking out like she's struggling to learn everything. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, she's reading the questions and she starts to read one or two of them out loud. And she she reads the first one out loud and I, I ask her to repeat the question. And, and then I say, OK, well, what are the answers available? And she reads the answers and I tell her it's this one. And She's like, how do you know that? just the way the question was phrased. It's, it's this one. And she looks at the answer key in the back and holy shit, I'm right. And then mm, she tries another that a couple of times. One. She tries another one. And I think I got at least three to five in a row without a miss, um, just purely on how the questions are structured, how the answers are presented. I didn't need to know a, a damn thing about what your gallbladder does or how it works or if this happens, you do this. I just knew that based on the question and how it was phrased, um, th- this is the most likely correct answer, um, and it's it's kind of a cool it's kind of a cool skill
2: set. But I, I was able to apply that as well in the DMV. But I've done that, but it's more of a, a kind of a dumb luck thing. Over a, it's like oh yeah, <laughs> you know, I, just I got three in a row, but it was because uh, I was guessing really well. Happens sometimes. Luck is real. <laughs> better better lucky <laughs> yeah. than good. Is that the, uh, the old yeah, saying? Yeah, like that. Unless you have to do more than like a three-in-a-row thing and you have to get 100 questions right. Then you should probably um, be good. If you get 100 right, you probably just need to go to the casino.
0: Yeah, right. Mm. <laughs> no, don't go to the casino because then that's for sure where it's going to end.
2: That's skill. No, you had skill if you got 100 right. Uh, hopefully. All right. Um, well, I wanted a few weeks ago, and it says... Maybe skill, natural skill, um, not mine, of course, but uh, my dog Maple's. Uh, so we went to a place called Utopia, and it is a utopia for dogs, but not the utopia that you think. Um, it like bones everywhere. It's a sheep place. U as in E W E, the female, like female sheep name. Uh, and Utopia is a place where you take your dog and you sign up. Um, I think it's like 15 bucks for a session and they basically wow. let your dog, any breed chase after the sheep. Nice. And then supposedly if you keep coming back, they will train them how to actually do it. Like if they see potential. More than just chase the she- sheep. But um, there's potential. My dog has some potential. I will say um, as a Border Collie mix, we th- we, th- we think it's a mix. Maybe not. Um you, you assume that they'd have a really good prey drive and they'd be really good at, you know, getting, chasing sheep and hurting them. Um, but once once Maple figured out that sheep were something that she was full blown allowed to go after, I mean, she took, I mean, it was like completely different. I feel like dog. it's
0: kind of like one of those places that charges you money and then you can go in and smash up stuff just to like stress relieve. You're basically doing that, but for dogs.
2: Yes. Yeah. They basically get a. I mean, because they said they would take any dog. So it's like not just a herder dog. If you just want to let your dog like run up some pent up damn aggression. German like.
0: Shepherd just taking out the sheep. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah.
2: Well, they try and keep them from biting the sheep because they still want to use them afterwards. Um, and they want the sheep to Those not. Poor sheep. Like,
0: they have it bad. They're like te- petrified every all day about animals running after them.
2: Oh, no, these are the chillest sheep I've ever seen. Because they've seen so many dogs. It's yeah, just Yeah, like, they
0: know nothing's going to happen.
2: They basically, like, herd themselves, if we're being <laughs> honest. They could have, like, bunched up and they knew the drill, like, to a T. Wasn't it uh, the but, point
0: hurting is, like, they naturally herd themselves? If they didn't do that, yeah, you just, like, we'd encourage... have an issue with being able to drive them anywhere.
2: Yeah, yeah. So our dog has an incredible... So they've they likened it, and, and these guys were really big on talking about, like natural prey drive like we're Ooh. hurting is unlocking the natural prey drive and our dog has a very strong natural prey you should drive. come back again it's, and pay us more money that's kind of what we got but i mean she we took some video and it's impressive she she really does know how to get after them and a sheep would get out of the way and she would come in and just tuck it right back in um I mean, no training. It was, it was, it did feel like it was pretty instinctual. Which yeah, you sent, you cool. sent,
0: you sent us a little clip of that, and that did look pretty cool. She did look, like she looked like a one of them uh, sheep and herding dogs, with the just you know prancing around. It was pretty cool.
2: Yeah. So it's given me like, I, I feel like parents a lot think like, oh, our our child is the best at this, and they're going to be so great. And it's one of those where like I see a lot of raw potential. It's like if we really invested in this. She could be a world class herder.
0: Your dog can do a I flip. We well, your dog can do a flip. Well, well, well. My dog can herd sheep.
2: Yeah. The thing too. So the thing I liked about this place too was they had a big field that they could run on afterwards, which was really nice. Um, but they also had an agility setup, so a bunch of obstacles like tunnels and see like ramps and stuff like that that the dogs could go uh, run through. You might there's shows every once in a while like ESPN or whatever of these dog competitions. Um, and I always thought that Maple could be a natural at that as well. And I was like, right, let's just try it out again and see how she does. And she did really good with that too. So it's like, not only could she be Prodigy this top notch herder, but she could be an agility dog as well. And I, it's Go for the iron so dog. Yeah. She could do all of it. She's very talented, I guess, but it's all untapped potential <sighs> at this point. We still got to work on it. She's very raw. But not bad for a dog that we adopted, you know, and didn't know anything about. Right? We got pretty lucky.
0: I think Julian and I are going to get a dog soon-ish at some point in time. So I think we're just going to go to a shelter nearby and see what is available. But I know uh, this weekend we're thinking about we're likely, unless there's bad weather, we're going to go camping. So don't know exactly where, but basically the plan is just pack up the tent and whatnot into the back of probably Julian's vehicle because it's bigger. And then drive somewhere and camp in one of the national forests because apparently as long as you're like 100 feet away from roads, water streams, and then whatever, something else or whatever, or, yeah, I don't remember, um, then you can just kind of camp wherever you want. So pretty much as long as you're not near anything of civilization, you can camp there. Yeah, is that
2: like a national forest land? Because I know yeah, in Washington there's a bunch you of can it. do the same thing.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a bunch of it. So that would be my tentative plan. We'll see if Juliana actually wants to make sure we have electricity and you know boring stuff like that. And then actually go to and go to a campground. Apparently, like, there's a really good one like six hours away. I'm like, uh, I might see if there's something uh, closer.
2: I mean, I I like the idea of doing the national forest land as well because you're gonna go on a hike anyway, and then you get tired of hiking, you just pitch your tent and you away you go. I actually think would be really cool is to get some of those hammocks. Or like get a mosquito like, net and, yeah, yeah, the and then just hammock. put a hammock up and sleep on that.
0: <clears throat> That'd be really easy for one person to do. Like just have your own hammock and just set up and go.
2: Yeah, I have to. I want to see if maybe doing a double would work. But so speaking of that kind of stuff, though, do.
0: is that uh, I went to lunch with a couple of coworkers today, and one of them was bringing up that they do climbing camping. So they'll literally like climb up side of a side of a cliff, and then camp out on the side of the cliff and then keep going up to finish it off like the next day or something like that. Wow. Apparently, They're going on a trip this weekend. And it's going to be a three day thing. So two nights on the, on the wall. I was like, dang. So I was like, "Dude," because I've seen like the hanging tents off the side of the wall. And he's like, no, we don't do that. But there's, there's a couple of uh, like ledges that are like, eh, like 10 feet wide. I'm like 10 feet wide on the side of a cliff. And he's like, "You hey, he just pick up and sleep on those. I was like, hey, hopefully you at least tie yourself in. It's like, oh yeah, you wrap, ropes around yourself. You make sure you're not going anywhere. It's like, damn,
2: that'd be a interesting wake up to be like hanging off the side of the mountain.
0: I'm, like, I'm sure that would actually be pretty cool. You wake up and you're literally on the side of a, like a big cliff.
2: So I, yeah, I, went to I went rock climbing. I went rock climbing like once out in a real actual, like a devil's lake and a real rock climbing wall. And it's, it's way better than the rock climbing walls. Like that you do indoors that are fake. Um, it's really cool, but the thing with it is, it's a really hard hobby to do if you don't know somebody that is already like really good at it. Um, because you know, like there's people that once they start climbing and they get really good at the knots and they know how to do the safety and handling the different conditions outside, then you can like start to go on your own. But I feel like the entry level into that, of here's a mountain, let's climb it. Like I don't want to just grab some rope and do that on my own. Um, yeah, it's like the,
0: the first men to do stuff in general. So yeah, first first man to start deciding to climb the side of a cliff. It's like, dude, like, <laughs> what are you doing? And he fell a couple yeah, yeah, times. He's like, hey, maybe I should get some rope around me or something, just so I don't fall and hurt myself. And I guess it just went from there. Like,
2: but once you do it, it's something like I know a few people that that do it, and they're I mean, it's like an obsession. Like that's a lifestyle once you get into like real big climbing, if you choose to like get really into it, because it's, it's a rush. It's really cool. It's, it's something I'd love to be able to get into, but you got to know people and you got to be able to afford it. I
0: know with the, uh, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, oh, wow. Lost it.
2: And then you found $5.
0: Yep, lost it, found $5. Um,
2: You know, you might not be able to predict what you were going to say, but it seems like over and over now and as we go forward into the future, um, AI, artificial intelligence, will be able to predict what you were going to say there and they know what you were thinking because you're in our head or something. I don't know. Um, I saw an article recently that was... It's like they can make a call. like some, Google can have has this thing where it can make a call... And they can have a conversation on the phone, like a robocall, but it's an AI and it's so realistic that people on the other end think that it's a person talking to yeah.
0: them. Yeah. Google talked about this on their like IO seminar, you know, the thing they do every single year. And then they actually, so they, they demonstrated this for ordering a pizza or something like this. And yeah, it went through like a sta- fairly standard uh, voice conversation. It was like, Hey, I'm so, I'm uh going to be ordering I'm an agent for bubble blah, blah, blah and I'm going to be ordering a pizza for him or like I'm a servant for so-and-so and I'm ordering him a pizza is basically the uh, person that the that the service provider of the pizza would be talking to and it was kind of interesting because they went through this whole conversation and obviously it worked because they're demoing it but apparently now they had to change it slightly and actually have a pre-recorded portion of the front saying you're about to talk to an artificial assistant like please be aware if you need a a real help dial, whatever, you know, something like that. So that way people picking up the phone know if they're talking to an AI or a real person.
2: I don't know about you, but I mean, it's cool. Like, technology, but goodness, am I getting the heebie-jeebies? Like talking to the robocalls already are like, okay, I get your recording. Like that's, that's fine. Still kind of weird that you're calling me and you know how to do this, but that's all right. But then they can sound like humans too. Ooh, ooh.
1: It's it's incredibly interesting. Um, I've been on a spam call for a while, so I don't know how they got my number or if it's just a bunch of numbers, but I consistently get calls from my area code uh, where my cell phone is, um, the 920 area. Um, we can be that broad, not worry about it, but um, I, I, con- I consistently get calls. Handsome. Yeah, and um, they are clearly automated calls, but they are responsive. They they do look for yeses and no's and um, a number of them are related to health insurance. And they ask, well, do you want to talk to an agent? And I've tried to actually get to an agent um, directly just so that I can say, hey, take me off your call list, which my understanding is legally, if I say that, like, you're supposed to do that. However, if you're talking to a machine, they just hang up and call again later. Like, it's it's... Like they've found a way around you you being asked to be removed from their contact list or, or or whatever, but um it's also interesting the the little things they'll do uh the names they use uh without being racist or or anything else they pick very uh white friendly names hey this is Tom, oh this is Katie and, and they have you know, there's actually a movie coming out regarding um uh, a comedy that is, um, you know, kind of a uh, satire regarding uh, sales. And uh, I think it's two black guys uh, are working in a sales environment. And the older black guy says, hey, you want to make some money? You know, use your white voice. And uh, he yeah. shows him, he shows him, hey, uh, you know, this is this is Tom. You know, he goes way over the top and, and uses like a, a white voice. <laughs> uh-uh. And uh, the guy starts to do it or, you know, tries it, you know, just thinking, uh, screw it, what the hell, I, you know, I got nothing to lose. And all of a sudden, he's like the top sales guy um, using his white voice, and all of a sudden, all these doors open for him. But um, with this AI, yeah, they they use whether it's AI or just recorded calling that can you know receive a yes or a no type answer. Um, they try and use the friendliest, most common names that will get the best result. It's just it's a statistics thing. Um, you know, the, when you ask for um, you know Carlos, or you say this is Carlos calling, or this is. Uh, this is Jamal or, or or other, you know, stereotypical certain names. certain you trust of a certain-
0: naturally more right. than others.
1: Tom or Kate, all of a sudden more people respond. So it, that's uh, really interesting and ex- exploitive, exploitive, like, exploitive. Remember, yeah, there was a study
0: where an uh, uh, African-American had uh, his his real name was like Jamal or something like that. And you put it on applications and then people reject him, say sorry, not understood. And then he changed the top of his name to like Joe and then whatever his last name is. And all of a sudden he was getting calls for interviews and whatnot.
1: Yeah, there's there's also uh, a situation where uh, in a sales type job, emailing clients back and forth, uh, a female uh, individual who obviously had a female name as her tag was corresponding with clients and getting all kinds of pushback and all kinds of trouble. And then just as an experiment, they swapped out a male's name for this girl. And all of a sudden she was, again, like the top salesperson. She was way over the top, got great responses. And there was clearly a, a sexist uh, stigma where, you know, no matter if the <laughs> idea came from Katie, it wasn't good, but if it came from John, Oh, that's a good, that's a great I'll idea. Right? Boss,
0: if I admit, I'll pull my boss, admit, Tony it. into this email chain. And then she just re- turns up as Tony. Hey, what's going on here? How can I fix this?
2: Yep. So, so if I may, um, riot, just a few days ago, um, the makers of League of Legends, um, a game we like to play, um, just had a bunch of employees come forward and talk about like sexual harassment in the company, which I guess is pretty rampant in kind of the tech world overall. Yeah. Pretty unfortunate. Um, but one of the pers- people at Riot was like, I had this idea. One female was like, I had this idea and I pitched it at the meeting and just got like, Nothing like it was a really good idea. Something. I thought like nobody said anything, so I had another male coworker a couple of days ago pitch it to the same group of people, and they loved it. They thought it was the greatest idea of all time. Same exact idea, and I mean, I guess the coworker that the male coworker was like just went into tears about it because like, how right. unfair that was.
0: Yeah,
2: but it was just like oh my gosh, like. That's crazy, just how, like, based off your gender, how serious you're taken, even if you, you know, it's, and a bunch and of people, then have been coming forward and talking about their experiences in kind of the the geekier, nerdier, like segment. Like, I think someone who plays Magic: The Gathering just talked about, like, a female Magic the Gatherer player was just like, "Yeah, I go these tournaments, and I'm the only woman who ever won this big tournament, and this is how I feel treated at these things," and it's just, just like. It's crazy, you don't ever kind of realize that um,
1: and and as a are. as a person who prides himself on communication and presentation style, part of me wants to think that, oh well, maybe the mail did a better job or mail maybe the mail had better presentation of the information, but i, I know that's not the case like I, I I want to believe there's a there's a difference in how the information was relayed a better communication style um but truth be told i i I know it's just sexism you you, some people don't listen to women the same way they listen to men and um if the same message comes from an authoritative you know deeper voice all of a sudden it's it's brilliant wow he's got a great point whereas uh oh that's just carly that's yeah carly's spinning off the off the off the off off the heel again we don't know what's going on she's she's got all these crazy ideas but it's carly so we're not going to you know, really you it.
2: yeah, it's, to, to look, and it's, it's hard to look at things
1: objectively. I mean, if to, to honestly step back and say you have no bias any way, shape, or form, uh, is is tough to do in any scenario. But yeah, so if I may, I, rem-
0: I remembered a thing of my a dad from college in my education, is that there is the conscious bias and unconscious bias. So everybody yep. has unconscious bias. Y- y- you just are the way you're upbringing, uh, the kind of people you grew up around, uh, you know. All those kind of factors that you have no control over, everybody's going to have the unconscious bias. It's when you have a conscious bias and that that being a bias that you act on and you you actually make it you make a physical or you know sp- speaking effort towards it
1: mm-hmm. yeah, it's that's tough,
2: yeah, it is it's unfortunate. But anyway, AI are taking over the world, so that's oh. They thing. also in those recorded calls. That's what I was going to say. Um, in those recorded calls,
1: they'll also have the uh, the sound if you if you can hear it or not. The and can you tell me what your name is, please? I don't know if you can hear. Oh, me typing, they actually do that in the background? background. But they they have the noises in the background to to simulate a person typing things in. And Some of them are really cheesy and obvious to to call out and it has no flow. Um, But they're, they're attempting to get you to believe it's a person and there are some cheaper ways and some more expensive. And certainly the AI can do some things that are recording that's accepting ones and zeros or yeses and nos uh, that can't. It's also just
0: like a study of people's behavior to see what are they logically going to say right now for my AI to respond to. And Mm -hmm. how much time should I give that person to respond with that information? You know, that kind of thing. So that's like it's almost a psychological study on top of it.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: It's it's interesting. Uh, Irritating that it's being used for something so useless as far as calling people for insurance they don't want or, uh, you know, any of the the other number of options. But, um, yeah. Did I drop off? It just showed that I disconnected. No, you're, you're, no you're, there. Uh, you're good. So
0: man. we want to start wrapping her up.
2: Yeah. Let's do yeah. That.
0: Got a little closing sure. segment here. And it's uh, just kind of a thought slash, you know, we'll ponder about it. Is what's something that you have experienced before? Or you uh something you did that you'd like to experience again for the very first time?
1: My answer oh, really? is yes.
0: Every everything. <laughs> that makes no sense.
1: You know but, what my answer is. My answer is Yes
2: yeah fair enough understood (laughs) (laughs) any questions i i don't know the. oh okay i don't know if like first Um, was the best though that's this is no um anyway (laughs) i'd like to experience uh like a roller coaster so i'm one of those guys like i really love the thrill of a coaster and the first time you go on it it's just so intense and you get such a rush and adrenaline but then you do it again, and it's still so fun, and it's a good time. But the second time is never as good as the first time you're on that roller coaster. And you have to like close you don't your eyes have to that make make it unknown. Start. Yeah, you have to like change it Raise somehow, change the experience. Yep. And then they get chopped off by the top. Can to be careful on one roller coaster. I, I don't
0: know if I could pick a, the roller coaster just because I feel like there's enough roller coasters in the world. You can just go find another roller coaster if you're that I heard about it. Um, one thing, <laughs> example I could see is like experiencing. Uh, like a show or a book, like your favorite book ever for the very first time, like rereading that, that'd be pretty cool. Like, uh, I'm, yeah, it's okay. Sure. Example, but like rereading the entire Harry Potter se- series, having That's exactly nothing about thinking. Harry Potter.
2: The uh, along that Kyle, Kyle, counterpoint. Aren't there just more books you can read? You could, you know, if you really want to just go to a library and it's actually easier to find, a new book series than it is to find a new roller coaster.
0: I mean you have a slight mm-hmm. point, but I feel mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. a book is Big more of an emotional learning experience sure. than a than a brain cell killing roller coaster.
2: You know to Hashtag be though, roller, roller coasters. I used to be a scaredy cat of all things and then I learned to overcome them through roller coasters. So,
0: so whenever Brent's scared, he just thinks of roller coasters.
2: And the time <laughs> I overcame it, and I ran the super ran went on Superman. I was Superman for a little bit. Superman's yep. a pretty good ride.
0: <laughs> that it's, was a good I
2: may, one for the first time. If I may jump in with uh, a
1: cleaner version of what I'd like to experience for the first time, um, my my thought would be along the same lines as Kyle's, except uh, instead of a book uh, or or a show, uh, or it is a type of show. Um, I really enjoy listening to comedians and ah, I okay. actively look for new comedians and new material. But if I could re-experience for the first time – Get a compilation like, of the best? Yes, a compilation, and it, it would be a historical one. Like I would pull in some Bill Cosby's. I would pull in – um the uh, Yeah, the, the old yeah. ones, the Who's Our First? I, I would pull in all of those, and if I could re-experience um, you know, all of those, like those of older comedy. comedians – Uh, And the newer ones today that I know are good. And it's it's to your point, though, Brent, certainly I can go listen to new comedians. um, But having listened to enough comedians, it's it's all it's it's relatively a lot of the same stuff. Um, You know, it's it's deliveries a little bit different or, or the subject matter is ever so slightly tweaked. But it's it's repetitive. But if you could select like a best of the best compilation, like Kyle was saying, that would be the way to do it. And that's kinda of how I look at the Harry Potter Potter series. Like, yes, you can always go find another book or find another great book, but the chances of it being as good as one you we all you perceive. Love. Yes, as, as we all perceive Harry Potter to be is pretty slim. Uh, which is how I view comedians now. Like, yes, I want to listen to new comedians, but I'm gonna to have to sift through a lot of you know, subpar material until I find something that's really, really good. And I, 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 don't necessarily enjoy sifting through all the excess stuff. I'd rather just, you know, find what you love, which it would be if you could do it all again, what you would put in there, you know, everything you love, everything you connect to, you just skip the excess material, but
2: yeah, good point. Yeah,
0: it's like any joke. Like once you hear the joke once, this is not as funny the second time, uh, you know, they might twist it in a new way that you haven't thought of before, but, uh, it's still like the same joke you know it's like oh yeah I remember that. and it's still it's still You'll funny smile, but, you but it's not the, the same laughing. reaction so with that we'll end it <laughs> off on a, a nice joke the here. same
2: thing holds true for roller coasters though the same oh yeah it's all the same thing it's all the same thing the first time is always the best
0: okay and with that one with a joke where was the treaty of cape town signed
2: the tree
0: the treaty of cape town well, at the bottom.
2: Uh,
0: it's a bad joke. Oh. Yep, that was, if I may, episode twelve. Uh, oh my God! Can we <laughs> really end listening. on that?
2: <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs> yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. Okay. Oh